0: Welcome to the Doer Series, a science based guide to overcoming procrastination for good. I'm Dr. Jordan Gabriels, here to guide you on your journey to understand more deeply why you procrastinate and to develop the skills necessary to overcome it. The content in this series is adapted from the Doer mobile app. The app provides a straightforward program to help you put into practice the skills you will acquire from these episodes. So, to get the full experience, Download the Doer app, which is linked in the podcast description. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the lesson. Welcome back. In this lesson, we're going deep. We're uncovering the core beliefs that drive your procrastination. (laughs) Okay,
1: (laughs) this is interesting. I'm really keen to see where this is going to go. (laughs) In lesson one, you learned
0: that the crux of why we procrastinate is to avoid fleeting moments of discomfort. When we think about doing certain tasks, we experience sudden, often unconscious flashes of discomfort. Then literally in a fraction of a second, to remove that feeling of discomfort, we start creating rationalizations for not doing the task. We all go through this loop dozens of times every day. We think about a task, feel discomfort and create rationalizations to remove the discomfort. This begs the question, why do certain tasks make us feel so uncomfortable that our mind can't face them? The answer isn't as straightforward as you might think.
2: My name's Dr. Jeremy Stevenson and I'm a clinical psychologist and researcher.
0: Jeremy is my friend who I mentioned in lesson one, the person who kicked off my obsession with procrastination.
2: Yeah, I think there's a bunch of different reasons why we can procrastinate. Whatever the reason, there's always a a thought or belief that's attached to the reason. That's kind of what underlies it or drives it. In this conversation, he's explaining
0: why certain tasks make us feel uncomfortable. I learnt from Jeremy that certain tasks make us feel uncomfortable because of our underlying core beliefs. Beliefs that we picked up from different life experiences. For example, most people have the core belief that stealing is wrong and thieves will be punished. Most of us have this drilled into us from a young age. And because of that, if I were to make you walk into a store and steal something, chances are you'd feel pretty uncomfortable. Your initial discomfort is caused by the core belief that thieves will be punished. Now, that is probably a helpful belief. It prevents you from getting into too much trouble. However, you can also have unhelpful beliefs. Beliefs that prevent you from doing things you actually want to do. Personally, I have an unhelpful belief that makes me feel uncomfortable about doing things like replying to emails or preparing for important presentations. To understand that belief, you have to go pretty far back.
1: There's a part of me that that really drives hard and uh, can be demanding and uh, a tyrant. That's my dad.
0: He's reflecting on his parenting style, and as you can hear, he has impossibly high standards, something that was imposed on him by my grandparents.
1: I was raised in, in South Africa during the apartheid era, and um, we were neither black nor white. We were what was at that time called uh, colored. And um, part of um, the experience of being colored was striving to be white, and there was this, um, I guess, Cognitive construct about what it meant to be white that you needed to be live life perfectly and uh, in all things uh, You needed to um, be above reproach um, So that is the way that uh, my mother in particular uh, raised us and uh, So that was behind the way that uh, I approach life Or should I say approached life in particular my parenting it was just a continuation Um, of uh, how I was raised
0: 50 years and two generations later the same impossibly high standards that my dad inherited from his mother were eventually handed down to me those impossibly high standards lie at the heart of why I procrastinate today I have a distinct memory of one Sunday afternoon from my childhood I was working towards ticking off the last item on my list, sweeping the large outdoor space in my family home. I remember how daunting it was, sweeping the entire yard. It felt like an impossibly large task. So I'd walk around the backyard, trying to balance the broom on the palm of my hand, injecting a small amount of fun into the drudgery of the task. So this one Sunday afternoon, After what felt like hours of sweeping, I scraped up the last pile of dirt, tipped it into the trash can, and called out to my dad to let him know I was done. Waiting for him to walk over was a tense moment. He stopped whatever he was doing, came out to the backyard, and and slowly scanned his eyes over the yard, while I waited in anxious anticipation. I was anxious because I knew what was coming next. After his brief inspection, a look of dissatisfaction washed
1: over his face. That's not good enough. That's not diligent. You're not being um, effective.
0: He began pointing out all the tiny bits of dirt that I had missed. Taking the broom from my hands, he said, here, let me show you. And he began vigorously sweeping a corner of the yard until it was absolutely spotless. He then handed me the broom back and said, now you finish it off. At that moment, I was immediately filled with a feeling of overwhelm and dread. I would have to re-sweep the entire yard to an impossibly high standard. It felt like the finish line had been pushed back miles away, so far beyond the horizon it wasn't worth trying anymore. That memory and that feeling of overwhelm buried its way into my mind. In a small way, it laid the seeds for one of the unhelpful core beliefs that drives my procrastination to this day. That feeling of dread I felt when dad handed me back the broom and and said try again is the same feeling of dread that drives me to procrastinate replying to emails. Although, now I've replaced my dad's judgment with my own. You see, I have one of the six unhelpful beliefs that drive procrastination. A fear of judgment. Just as my dad did, I put pressure on myself to do things to an impossibly high standard. I demand perfection of myself. I tell myself that unless the yard is swept perfectly, it isn't worth trying. I tell myself that emails have to be perfectly worded or they aren't worth sending. I struggle with any task where I feel I might be evaluated. I put them off until I can do them absolutely perfectly. My procrastination acts as a form of self-protection. By putting off those tasks, I avoid the risk of failure or disapproval. In a funny sort of way, my procrastination is an act of compassion. I'm protecting my anxious and overwhelmed eight-year-old inner child from judgment. It wasn't until I started noticing myself buying into my unhelpful beliefs that things started to change. I'd never stopped to question if something bad would actually happen if I did something imperfectly. When I started noticing and questioning my unhelpful beliefs, my procrastination habits started to turn around. My fear of judgement is just one of six core beliefs that commonly drive procrastination. If you've tuned out, it's worth paying attention to this. Jeremy is about to explain the six unhelpful beliefs that drive procrastination. If you're a chronic procrastinator, you almost certainly have at least one of
2: these unhelpful core beliefs. The first unhelpful belief is a fear of judgment, so where you feel you need to do things perfectly. Um, The second is a need for control, where you always need to be the one calling the shots. The third is a need for pleasure, which is the belief that fun should always come first. The fourth is is a fear of uncertainty where you you have to be certain of what lies ahead. And the fifth is an intolerance of low energy, which is the the belief that you can't do things when you're feeling fatigued or unmotivated. And and finally, the sixth is a lack of self-confidence where you you feel incapable or inadequate.
0: So in order to break your procrastination habits, it's really important to understand which of these beliefs are driving your procrastination. At the end of this lesson, we have a questionnaire designed to uncover your unhelpful core beliefs. Your results will show you a breakdown of your core beliefs and give you more information to help you understand how they're driving your procrastination. So I really encourage you to reflect on your results. If you're comfortable, share them with someone you trust. The process of explaining your unhelpful core beliefs and and the impact they have on you will solidify your understanding. Let me warn you, this is a red pill moment. Once you're aware of the unhelpful beliefs driving your procrastination, you can't unsee them. You'll start to see your own procrastination in a whole new light. The amazing thing is, as you start to notice the thoughts associated with your unhelpful beliefs, they begin to loosen their grip on you. Very often, simply noticing them can get you unstuck when you're procrastinating. You might even find yourself starting to challenge certain thoughts. If you do, that's great. However, don't feel like you need to do that. At this stage, we're simply trying to build your awareness of the beliefs driving your procrastination. In part two of this journey, we'll teach you a set of strategies for challenging those unhelpful beliefs. However, for now, as I said, All you need to do is notice them. So let's recap what we've learned. In lesson one, we learned that procrastination is a strategy for dealing with the discomfort associated with certain tasks. In this lesson, we learned that the reason we feel uncomfortable about doing those tasks is because they trigger unhelpful core beliefs. Procrastination persists when we're unaware of or never challenge unhelpful beliefs. Simply noticing your unhelpful beliefs and the thoughts associated with them loosens their grip on you. To help you do that, we've designed a questionnaire to uncover the six unhelpful beliefs that are driving your procrastination. That's coming up next. Then in your reflections throughout the week, we're going to help you notice how those beliefs are impacting your procrastination. So without further ado, onto the questionnaire. I hope today's lesson resonated with you. For the full experience and for additional tools, make sure to download the Doer mobile app. It's designed to support your journey every step of the way. Find the link in the podcast description.